Yeah. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Comitude Podcast. My name is Aggressive Time. Hi, Mary. What's your aggressive? Yeah. So, so aggressive with the podcast. No, it was your voice cracked. Oh, I was all like, I'm Puberty to- Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. I didn't know if that I'm was a new thing. Well, <laughs> I was like, uh, I'm Aaron. I am Kylie. This is a creator focus episode. It's a show that we do, I used to say, once a month. <laughs> it's a show we try to do. It's a show we attempt to do once a month. Where we pull a random comic creator's name out of a bucket. We talk about their career and some books they've worked on. And at the end of this episode, we'll pull out next month's comic creator's name for the next creator focus episode. But Mary, yeah, who in the hell are we talking about this this week? Ivan Rice. Ivan Rice. Yeah. Okay. So when I, I said read I, it, I, I want to say Reese. I yeah. said Reese for a lot of years, and it wasn't until I saw a thing with him where I heard him say Rice. I'm like, okay, I didn't so want he's to uh, my hands were uh, I Brazilian, just... I think. That sounds right. Yeah. yeah. So there's a yeah, lot of Ivan uh, Rice. Great I mean, Ivan over. Reese is probably. I'm sure like he accepts that just fine, but it's a it's a weird Stop. spelling R E I S. Like mm-hmm. you, there's a lot of ways you could you could go. Yeah. So, Some um, people could just call it isn't, Miller. Isn't Ivan Miller. Martin Marazzo? Isn't he in Brazil? He's Brazilian. He's Brazilian. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of them. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of Brazil. Yeah, no, 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 don't. Yeah, there is. There's, there's a lot, there's a lot of them out there. <laughs> no, I mean a lot of a lot of great artists are are from Brazil. I wonder why that is. Because huh. there's a lot of them. Yeah. The sheer amount, right? It's uh, the odds. The odds, of, yeah. Yeah. Gotta, yeah, but like China has over a billion nine, people. There's like a bajillion <laughs> Chinese yeah. artists. We in just comics. don't know about them. Maybe. Well, yeah, we don't read the manga. Yeah, so. that's Japanese. That's not Chinese. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't hear you say Chinese. <laughs> well, they're they have like India has over a billion people. Where's all the again mass amounts of we India? We don't read their stuff. Wow. It's out there. Wow. Well, I mean, if yeah, it's but in there's a so many language, of them out there. Wouldn't you think one of them would come across your radar? Or do we know them, we see their names on the comics, and we don't know their nationality? That's fair. That's very fair. Uh, Ivan Rice is, a, is an artist I've been a fan of for a long time. Um, it's, he's a very, like, nostalgic artist, I guess, for me, because it was, like, right in that time when I was, like, really getting heavy into comic books. And I've probably told the story a bajillion times, but, like, Blackest Night for me was, like, the game changer, because it was, like, right... When I was, like, buying comics, but, like, not regularly, and then this big event was going on, and, like, Blackest Night changed everything for me. That was the, that was what, like, made me, like, oh, I buy comic books and now. And made him a better man. So, you, I mean, were you true. just a casual reader before that? She, like, I, I was going in, I was mostly going through, like, back issue bins, and, like, just, yeah. yeah, and, like, buying casual trades, reader. whatever, whatever, and then it's, like... All these posters and stuff were up, and promotional material. Like Blackest Night was about to start. It was 2008. I was a sophomore in high school, and it was like, oh, this looks kind of cool. It was like, you know, zombie. I didn't know nothing about Green Lanterns or none of that shit. It's just like, and just hopped right into it, which is kind of crazy to think about now because it's so steeped in continuity. But I felt like I picked it up just fine, at least for the most part. It really is. But um, yeah, that. I'll, I'll owe forever, like, my comics to, to Blackest Night, because that was my first event. It was my first, like, I need to go to the comic book store this week to get this book when it comes out. You know, before mm-hmm. that, it was kind of like, I could go or I could not, like, go buy a trade or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, Ivan Rice obviously drew Blackest Night, and it's still some of my favorite uh, comic book artwork probably to this day. And it, some of that might be nostalgia, but I just, I think he's really good. Yeah. <laughs> I do think he's really, really good. Uh, I was super excited when they announced uh, 
Bendis to take over Superman, and Ivan Rice did a, a bunch of those Action Comics issues. Did he do some of the early ones? Yeah. Oh, okay. I yeah. don't think I was And, uh, you know, regardless of uh, how I feel about Bendis' run on Superman, they looked really good. <laughs> <laughs> so, the, it is what Yeah, it that is. made you drop Superman, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just couldn't, like couldn't just like it, Grant yeah. Morrison and Batman for me. Yeah, I mean, since you have, every once in a while you just hit that uh, hit that point, man. hit that moment where you're like, I'm done now. Yeah, I never thought I would walk into a comic book shop and drop Superman. Sometimes it happens. But yeah, it, it just happens. Oh, yeah, it it's does. like, and 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 the the point to make there is just that like, there's different things for different people. It's not necessarily the shit on Bendis to Superman. It's more just like, hey, this book's this not for, for me, me anymore. Yeah. And I don't, I hate the collector's mentality of just buying the book just to buy it. Like, because there's so many great comics coming out on a weekly basis now, with all, especially with all the indie stuff. Like, regardless of your financial situation, you probably have a limited budget for comics each week. It makes no sense to spend any of that on books that you don't like. Versus, like, I could drop this book and start reading this other book mm-hmm. instead. So, I... That whole thing of like, oh, I hate Tom King's Batman. Like, well then drop it. Yeah, but I've been buying I've been buying Batman for ten years. It's like fuck your long box, dude. Like vote with your dollar. If Mm. you don't like it, don't buy it. That's that's what I did with uh, Grant Morrison. I'd been collecting Batman for ever. Right. And then I read that first initial arc and then someone R I P, right? Um, no, it was the Damien. It was the Damien. Oh Batman and Son, right, yeah, 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 right, right. And uh and then somebody was coming in to do a couple of pickup issues, and then Grant was coming on full-time. Right. And I dropped it after that, like, three-parter. And the owner of the comic shop saw me one day. He's like, I saw you drop Batman, because he knew I'd been reading it right. forever. And he's like, Grant Morrison's coming back. I'm like, he's the reason I'm dropping it. I know he's coming back. <laughs> Don't he's worry. the reason he's it's, it's off my Literally own. my favorite Batman. <laughs> Again, but not, not for me. Exactly. Like, that, that, if nothing else, it just makes the point. It's mm-hmm. like, because, again, that was the same time. Blackest Night. Mm-hmm. Um, Grant Morrison was was writing, but Grant at this time, uh, Grant Morrison was writing like the Return of Bruce Wayne stuff, where like he was like, oh yeah, trapped, trapped in back time, in time, yeah. whatever, and like for me that shit was fucking sweet. Yeah. So that was all. I, I, it was it was a crazy th- like I get, I feel like everybody's probably nostalgic for the time they got into comics because like you just look back, but like for me I'm like dude. That like 2007, 2008, it's like Civil War had happened, and then Blackest Night was about to start. Like Sinestro Core War had just ended, mm. and like Grant Morrison was writing Batman. Like I, I, I look back at that time so fond. Like Straczynski was writing Spider Man still, not for very much longer, but pretty close. Yeah. And it's just like man, it was like what a like. I feel like I picked a good time. Marvel was ripping off DC with their things like the <laughs> yeah. Batman stuck in time. Hey, that's what happened to Captain America when he died. Yeah, no shit. Oh, there's zombies. We're gonna do the X Men with zombies. And yeah, it was. Yeah, they. It was a big was thing. Bad. I picked a good time to get into comics. I feel like oh, yeah. there was a lot of good things going on at that time. So it was it was really easy to get hooked, I guess, because there was just so much of it going on. But anyways, was, right. yeah, Blackest Night was before uh, Flashpoint, right? Oh yeah, way before. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like three, four years before. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, what are you doing? Yeah, I don't know. I'll, I'll. We usually break this down into two parts. I'll let you guys know. There's very little notes on Ivan Rice. Oh, we have, we have a little he, bit uh, to talk about, but well, he, he seems my, like who kind was of it reclusive. That there was, like, yeah. No notes. Yeah, so, he's one that like I don't ever. Guy. 
Was it the last it was guy? The last guy, whoever it was. Oh, okay. Damn you, last guy. Damn you. Damn you. Well, let's jump into it. Let's but, learn uh, about yeah. Ivan. Yeah, let's learn about Ivan Rice. Um, it was I heard a chair. That. <laughs> Aaron, were you familiar with Ivan Rice before this podcast? Because I know I you're mostly his... an indie reader, so. Well, no, I mean, I, I read his books. Would I connect his name to anything? No. no. I was he, he wasn't a name that you knew. No. Okay. I didn't know I was his saying, name. The name was familiar, but I couldn't go. He did okay. whatever. No, so then when I looked like... it up, I was like, oh, Blackest Night. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it wasn't. I mean, I yeah, read Blackest Night. Yeah, same when Tyler night. said that. I was like, oh, I know that. Yeah, yeah I love but that. And, I, never... and then I went through his thing, and I'm like, I've, I've read a lot of his stuff. Oh, yeah. He's done a lot of good stuff. Okay, so Ivan Rice. Uh, was born November 6th, 1976. November 6th? So he's going to be He's Scorpio. 50 years old here in a couple years. He's Scorpio. Mother. <laughs> uh, notable works include Action Comics, Aquaman, <laughs> Blackest Night, yeah. Ghost, and Justice League, along with a bunch of others. Ghost? Mm-hmm. Like the movie? No. No. Uh, it's probably the Dark Horse book, yeah. Ghost. I'm I know, um, I know. Well, for three years... <laughs> Ivan Rice worked for Mauricio de Souza. Souza? I'm going to butcher a lot of these Why does that sound familiar? Um, In Brazil, he began his international career for Dark Horse Comics working on Ghost, starting with issue number 17 and acting as regular artist until the series concluded at issue 36. And I probably read those. Yeah, Yeah. you probably have those. Other work for Dark Horse included The Mask, Time Cop, and Xena. He later worked for Lightning Comics. Oh, good old lightning comics. Uh, Who that? I don't remember. <laughs> At uh, Vertigo, he penciled an issue of Grant Morrison's The Invisibles, which is an incredible book if anyone hasn't read it. That's super underrated. E- even for a Morrison book, it's like it's a not-talked-about the... Grant Morrison book. Hmm. Is that the Netflix? Not Netflix. Amazon Prime? Nope, no. no. They haven't done anything with The Invisibles, but they, no. they, oh, they Invisibles. should. Oh, I thought you said Invincible. Never mind. Um... Uh, he became he became better known for Lady Death at Chaos and Cross Gen at Marvel. Reese worked on uh, Rice. Yeah, I, I still go back and forth. Rice worked on the the Thing and She Hulk, The Long Night, Avengers Icons, Vision, Captain Marvel, Iron Man, The Defenders, and The Avengers. Wow. Uh, since 2004, Rice has worked for DC Comics on Action Comics, Teen Titans. Uh, Thanagar War, Superman, and Infinite Crisis. Rice started penciling Green Lantern Infinite Volume Crisis, 4 huh? with issue number 10, which came out in May 2006. Rice <laughs> left Green Lantern after issue 38 to draw Blackest Night, a limited series. Uh, it's, oh, 2009 on 2008, so I had the year off. Um, and it followed up limited series Brightest Day. Rice is the regular penciler of writer Jeff right. John's run on Aquaman, Volume 7, which is the new 52 run that Ivan Rice did it with Jeff Johns, which is probably oh, the Sinestro. The Aquaman. 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 Oh, Aquaman. Aquaman. Yeah, Aquaman. Yeah. Aquaman, yeah. Jeff I Johnson. Heard very Jeff good Johnson. things. Jeff Johnson, they like to do things oh, yeah. together. Yeah. About Aquaman. Yeah. The I, new I 52 the, Aquaman was like pretty, pretty sweet. I read the first issue of a lot of the new 52. Aquaman was one that everyone was raving about. And when I got around to reading it, I'm like, I don't, I don't I care. I liked it. That's where like he brought in like all like the trench. The shit. trench. Yeah, I was gonna say the deep, but yeah, the, the shit trench. Was pretty yeah. sweet. Uh, Rice drew Aquaman for the first thirteen issues before moving to Justice League, where he replaced Jim Lee <gasps> with Je- along with Jeff Johns again. Um, Jeff Johns and Ivan Rice introduced the Crime Syndicate of America into the New Fifty Two continuity in Justice League number twenty three. Rice drew the first issue of Grant Morrison's *The Multiversity* in 2014. Uh, uh, it's another series that I love. Really? Yeah, *Multiversity* is awesome. Um, 
Rice drew the first issue of Brian Michael Bendis' The Man of Steel limited series and collaborated with Bendis on the relaunch Superman ongoing series in 2018 after Action Comics 1000. That's pretty much it. Hmm. Really? Yeah, so there's not a lot. Not a lot. Basically, he he's, like he's a, done a lot of stuff with Twitter Jeff Johns is, is what yeah. they're trying to tell you. Does he have a Twitter account? Does he have Facebook? Not, no. Uh, he does have Facebook. He posts very rarely. Mm-hmm. Um... Twitter, I don't think I don't know if I've ever looked for him there. Um, Jeff Johns is very much. I, it's one of those things I, I've always kind of liked about Jeff Johns is he kind of has his little circle. The people he wants to work. Yeah, with. he has his kind of and what and it, it. Whenever you get a Jeff Johns book, you can kind of assume it's going to be like one of these five or six guys, right? Love, loves working with Jim Lee. Who wouldn't? Ivan Rice is another one. Um, Gary Even Frank. Van Skyver, unfortunately. Gary Frank came later, but like Gary Frank had entered that circle, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, him and Ethan Van Skyver were really tight for a long time, which mm. kind of makes me question Jeff Johns just a little bit. Um, but that's okay. It, the, the dude's art is still good. That's what sucks about Ethan Van Skyver is like just today the story that I read for this, I had to dig through my omnibus to find because it was a specific story that I wanted to read. So I had to go find it in my Green Lantern omnibus. But I'm just like flipping through like tons of Ethan Van Skyver pages to find this Ivan Rice story. Mm-hmm. And it's like, God damn, this looks good. <laughs> like, it really does. It looks good. Like, why are you such an asshole? Do you regret <laughs> not doing the episode on him when we drew his No, name? not at all. Not at all. <laughs> you um, never told anybody about fuck that. Fuck him. Uh, did we edit that out? Yeah, yeah we did. Oh, okay. But that's okay. Edit that out. Fuck <laughs> Nah, I, nah. I literally will not. Um, <laughs> well, well, fans, go back and see if you can find what episode it was. There's I, a slight cut. I, I, I don't want to say it was a long time ago. I'm just saying McCord was here. That's all I'm telling you. That's was how he long still here? Was. Yeah, McCord was oh, here. Okay. Then they probably couldn't even go back because I think they get deleted. Hmm. They're not, they're not deleted. They just disappear into the ether. Like, I have the files. <laughs> I have the files. Sure you do. I do. From my hard drive. We need X-Men Origins back. That's the file we need. Need that on repeat as many times as possible. Was that... Can you just reload new ones like classic episode? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we definitely could. Nice, okay. I mean, your drunk lock and key one is just classic. (laughs) No, it's not. I've never listened to that one. I feel like I probably shouldn't. I bet it's bad. Oh, one of my favorite parts is when you're talking about your favorite characters. (laughs) And you finish talking about it, and then and then you go. So Tyler, what's like your favorite character in the book? <laughs> he's like, we literally just talked about that. <laughs> we just did. <laughs> so drunk. We just did this. Yeah. I'm surprised I could form any coherent sentence. <laughs> I'm gonna hand. What was the episode that I drank basically like a bottle of wine? Fantastic Four. Before was it, we was started. It, yeah, was it that bad? Fantastic Four. <laughs> you were so trash, Aaron. Edgar was here that night. Uh-huh. I wish you could have seen it. it she was <laughs> fucking trash. <laughs> We've seen her gone pretty good, but right, that, that's but that probably was, the worst. She's been gone one. pretty good a couple other yeah. times too. But yes. that one was pretty bad. Epic. Wasn't that bad? Fantastic Four guys. If you want to know, <laughs> just check that out. <laughs> not Rise of the Silver Surfer, the original. Not Fan Four Sticky. We've done them all now. Yeah. Oh god. Yeah, and go. soon to be Mormon time. Mormon time. Morbin. <laughs> Morbin. Morbin. Yeah, at least it's on Netflix now, Morbin? so now we can. Uh, yeah. Morbin. Morbius. Oh. That's the joke. Is that it's the next Morbin one? It's Morbin time. 
Uh, it's coming. It's not it'll the next come one, eventually. but no. But uh, it's, it's probably just coming a soon. Joke and it went over Aaron's head. She totally, because I was like, she's not on the internet. She doesn't I'm know not. internet culture. I've none. Okay, what are we talking about? Book reports. I read Blackest Night. I want to hand it off. Did you really? Yeah, I'm gonna hand it off to the women because the women both read Blackest Night. I love Blackest Night. I'd like to hear. It was what I was gonna read, and then I remembered. Hey, there's this Marvel book that Jeff Johns wrote. I would like to check that out. Jeff Johns wrote that. Yeah. What the fuck? I was gonna read Aquaman and then I was like, nah. He's taking <laughs> Lantern, yeah. But I didn't go with Blackest Night. I went with like a, a, a smaller story. But I always like the artwork in Blackest Night. Specifically, I really like how he, uh, I am gonna oh. touch it. Specifically, <laughs> oh, it's scary. the Flash. I just love how the Flash looks and like when he's like moving. I don't know. Sometimes I feel like. <laughs> Not to say anybody's lazy. Really fast. Not to say anybody's <laughs> lazy because I'm sure there's a lot of work, but like this specific book, like has some of the prettiest like movement uh, for the Flash, like where you see like oh he's looking at Hal and then very quickly he's looking away, oh, like yeah. that so kind of thing. So that's actually on the special bookie book. It says here <laughs> Ivan quotes he loves to draw multiple images of the Flash to show his fast movements, even to show the simple ones. So yes, that I is... love that. Oh, did you read the back material? Wow, not like a lot. <laughs> I point. I looked at that you were like, oh, I know what Mary's talking about. I, I know. I, I just read <laughs> Ivan's because I thought his were probably the most applicable, right? Yes. Like I was like, I read Ivan's little quotes on the back. But really? like, I love everything else about the book as well. All, every other character in there is beautiful, and the big old splash pages where it's oh, like, yeah. uh, oh, where you have to like turn of... the book um, to he see everything a book. the right way. Aaron, how how uh, how long was it since I've no, read this book? Well, how easy were you able to just jump back into this? Well, because I, I, I you don't it. follow like the. No. The big two's continuities nearly as much. I read it when it came out back okay. then. I can't believe this. 2010, really? Yeah, oh, 2009 to 2010, yeah. That's probably God when damn. they came out. Damn. That's maybe? like 12 years? Yeah. I, yeah. is yeah. old, but it's pretty old, you guys. Well, so it took me a while, and I think... Over 10 years. I <sighs> enjoyed it, I think, more for the fact that it was a... Deep, de- not a deep departure, because they've done this shit before. But I think they may have had fun killing off people. Mm-hmm. Does that yeah. make sense? Like this one, I think they had the free reign. Like I was reading it, realizing that everybody comes back, right? Like comic books, and I think they were able to play off of that very well. The story, who you know, how they built it was like built for comics, right? Yeah. Like. I've been bringing people back all along. It's very subtle, like, and even at the end, they're like, I don't think people are coming back again, right? Um, so I kind of dig the fact that they just kept just whacking people off. And, <laughs> nice. Ah, yeah. I liked, um, I really liked Mira in this. I thought she was a mother, mother fracker badass. badass there i will oh be- yeah mary and black Knight's fucking the oh. shit oh, oh yeah she's like a well, badass especially when she gets the the she gets oh, the, yeah. re- the red lantern like, ring right yeah she's yeah. a fucking beast there could have been it could have felt more tropey i will not lie there are some characters in here i was like yeah i don't sure. know who that is they have five Jeff Jones loves his deep cuts yeah oh yeah. yeah like i was like okay i mean again adam if smasher, you adam mm-hmm. oh, yeah. the adam 
And I just nodded, and then someone's Jen is then the Firestorm guys. Like, I didn't even right. know. But I guess maybe that's the... the the trick of a good writer. Love the and Hawkman and Hawkwoman issue. Yes. Again, I'm like, I know them, but do I know like they come back alive and die and they come back alive and there's like there's their, that's their not thing. Yeah, I remember no, who was dead at, at that time. Like yeah. So I guess for me, it was interesting to go back and see a nostalgia because this was at the comic book store I was there at the time. This thing was huge with all the rings. People are nasty about that shit too. Oh, yeah. um, Mary's got the red one. Nice. Um, you had all of them, didn't and you? And I love the fact no. that they let... Seven them on that lanyard you used I let the... Oh, the pins? I thought you had all the rings, too. I never had the rings. Oh, How you dare okay, you? You should have a necklace of all the rings. I got a set of them that came with a little key that you put in and it all light up. That's fun. But I did enjoy that they had fun. Though I also realized they were going to, like, flip a switch and everything's going to go happy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you're waiting for the storyline to figure out how it's they're going. It's a big going... two event, right? Yeah. You're like, how are they going to bring everybody back alive? It's that like were the thing going dead. on now is dark crisis, dark crisis on yeah. infinite Earth. So it's not even. And not I only is it a say, crisis, it's an infinite Earth. Oh. I like Blackest Night so much. I even put a quote from Blackest Night on my body. Yeah, she has a tattoo on her foot. Yeah, she does. Yep. And again, it's not, for me, it was more on the lines of, it's not the same DC. They used themselves very well to build this story. You know, bringing people back alive. Then even killing off the people they brought back alive. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed that. I was like, well done. This is off like the top of my head, but like that, that might be my favorite comic book event ever. Yeah, I mean, I've been doing it for so long that I've seen like some most amazing events. I don't know if it's my favorite event, especially because Green Lantern is not a character I feel for. Sure, but I can see where it was. It could be very heartfelt it just to felt a lot of people. Massive, it like was. the action figure line, and like Aaron brought up the rings, and like all the the crossover issues and everything. Like it, it was just, a, it just felt so. It, it felt back when like comic book events felt like a big deal. They don't as much anymore to they me. Don't. I don't know if well, that's just no, like I mean, you get that, more pessimistic rings, over time. That was first we time I've ever seen the Blackest Night. Uh, I've got the whole things. set somewhere. I think, I think they're actually still in my parents' garage in nice. boxes. So I really do think that was the they're first time I've really too. seen like the actual the um, amount of um, merchandising because. I don't think Marvels would ever pull out of their cheap ass like the rings that they did. I mean, it was a brilliant move. And an action figure in. line to coincide with a, with an event. That's not really something that Marvel would do. Like, DC did it with, like, Flashpoint as well. I just yeah. think everything... Where you had, like, an action figure line that specifically up. coincided with, a, with an That's event true. in the comics like that. But I think maybe one of the reasons I really dig the combine comedy and even though it was a pain in the ass in the store when i was working at the comic book store ten. the rings um the combination of the rings in the comic it was almost like as a reader or you were participating in something it was like oh my god i get a ring i get a you know what i mean it mm-hmm. was very tactile it's a very smart move on their part and i enjoyed it and i also enjoyed like who would i right when they said they're going to deputize i was like oh they're gonna deputize people it's gonna be so good. so i was actually in my mind's eye when i was reading it and i don't know if i did it back then because 
I don't know. But for me, I was like, okay, before I flip the page, who would go with what ring, right? Like, of all the characters, I was like, well... I know, because I figured Mira was going to be Rage, because in previous issues, but I was really trying to figure out, like, who would they get what They were smart the way they chose yeah. him, too. I thought that was a lot of Lex fun. Lex Luthor with the, with the orange ring is, is amazing. It's an amazing choice. So I guess we should talk about Ivan's art style. Absolutely. Before, I was interested to see Vision's story with Kylie's, and I think... As an artist, based on these two different books, mind you, I don't have the other one, and I... I'm pretty sure this was earlier than that, because there's No, that was 2015. Is it really? It's later. Wow. And so I think the trick is... I really think Blackest Night looks better than this. This is good, but... No, this was earlier. This is when Jeff Johns was at Marvel. This is way... No, it's a 2015 That might have been the train train but yeah. This would have been like 2003, 2002, something like that. You can still see he had... His eyebrows on the chicks were kind of the same if you look at Mira and his eyebrows. But I really find that as an artist, he would probably have to... DC has a, a... DC has a look, right? Like... You could tell with her hair, he's added more lines in comparison. And I wonder if really stylistically he was meeting whatever demand the this mm-hmm. has. And this one, if if it was sooner, he, he got... If this was earlier... If you're talking about vision. Thank you, guys. You can't see it. I'm pointing at something. He did really good. And I'm assuming... I can't... I don't think Blackest Night was late, was it? Late, what do you mean? In did release? it come out on time? I thought it Doomsday Clock. I feel did it, it did. Did it fall into the Doomsday Clock? I think it basically no. had to because the way they had it all Everything set up with was, so much crossover yeah. issues. It, well, yeah. no, even with crossover issues, we've seen dicks go, everything go wrong. Right. I, was I remember that was a well oiled machine. I remember <laughs> for the first time ever, like Diamond was like, we're closing for the holidays, so we're not going to be shipping things out, and comic shops were like losing their mind. Like, we can't go a week with no books. Right. And DC's like, you know what? We're going to we're gonna put out some books so you guys can have it on the shelf. And they put Blackest Night 8 was one of them. Oh, but they okay. released some big titles. Like, so you guys can have something. And then, of course, after DC announced this, Marvel's like, well, we're going to do that yeah. too. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> But hey, I mean, whatever it took to get them off their ass. Yeah. You know, like and it was good. basically Diamond just shipped it with the with the week earlier, you know, and you just said, don't put these out until the next week. The credit that Ivan Rice deserves the most for Blackest Night is like towing that line so far because I think he understood like, okay, this is a DC book, right? This isn't a an image book or whatever where kind of anything goes. But at the same time though, like this has to be kind of gnarly. Right, like, it's zombies, like it, it, yeah, are oh, yeah. Dying. And, like, I feel like he does a really good job of like stakes are high. Like he does a really good job of pushing the envelope for a DC book in this, like, where like chopping like, people's heads off. Yeah, or, like, visually, where it's sticking, like it's the big heart moments. Where yeah, like, nah. like there's parts where like, man, DC published this. Oh, this and, is a, this um, was at the time though that I don't think it was. Well, maybe it was. Like it was a little bit shocking, I think. A little bit. Again, not compared to like Invincible or something like that. But like for DC, this people. was this was pretty uh, pretty Ballsy. heavy. Yeah, I think so. And I, I think he handles that really well in this. I'm just impressed because if he was able to get it out on time, his artwork never faltered throughout no. the whole yeah, issue. He, never he maintained. It in. I mean, it wasn't a whole. 
but he I liked it I liked how he did him he's able to do big panels and do stuff like this where it's not simplistic but it doesn't have as many people in it there's like constantly throwing, throwing there's at least in all of these panels it's rare when you only have one character in the panel there's always like four or five things going on imagine if I and Rice did a nine panel grid you know what it's kind of funny that you should say that well i what i liked about this is that because sometimes i forget there's the old school where they'll take the panel but the panel's over the two pages so if you're not paying attention with the way the artwork is you actually just try to keep reading the page but oh i hate that this whole panel so i thought there was one of those moments in the book and i was like wait Look over there just in case, but I I noticed that you immediately get lost. Yeah, I was like, yeah. I hate that, but he Me he too. didn't he didn't do nine panels, but he pulled off. He maintained pretty. Is that two page panel thing? Is that like in every issue? What every issue? This thing? I think yeah, yeah. one every issue. <laughs> he had something going on, and what was interesting, I thought he would have it in the middle of each book. Like I was watching that, he would throw that two page panel in different areas of each book. Huh? So I always thought it would just fall right in the middle. It's such a brilliant idea, too. And I remember watching an interview with Jeff Johns where he was saying, like, Blackest Night came as, like, a result of, like, I can't believe. Like, he, he talked about this massive I library. I can't believe they haven't killed him yet. Well, he said, he talked about this massive library, like, the DC offices has of, like, every issue that's ever been published, mm-hmm. ever. Where, like, any artist or writer can go down there at any time and just, like, research and, like, make sure that they're not retreading things too much or whatever. He's like, when I had these ideas about, like, expanding the Lantern cores to different colors, it was like, there's no way no one's done that already. Because it just seems so, like, obvious to do. And it was like... They toyed with it, like with a yellow ring and with blah blah blah. But like never, never fully further. dove full into spectrum. it. And it's like, man, yeah, we're gonna make <gasps> a full spectrum of of lantern cores here. And he's like, it just seemed like it wrote itself. It was like, so he he there wrote it as sort wheel. of this three act story where it's Green Lantern Rebirth to Sinestro Corps War to Blackest Night, and it 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 works so well. Because you can tell he had it so mapped. Like if, when you read Green Lantern Rebirth and then into Sinestro Core World, like the the Easter eggs are so there. Like he's laying the groundwork for Blackest Night. Maybe so that's so early. Fine. Where it's like I love that. Like someone thought that's what makes it? Jeff John so great. That it's like he had this planned out three four years in advance and started like putting the pieces in place to make this event feel massive. Kylie, how was Vision? <sighs> Um, I've had a Blackest Night Black story Snow. really quick. Um, oh, yeah. We're not done with Blackest okay. Night. We've talking about Blackest Night for so a good while. So how I got into this was, and I was trying to Those find, I was trying to find, it was something in the first issue that was really, like, fine. I mean, it's pretty bloody already. Oh, yeah. It's fucking sweet. But I thought there was, like, people ripping hearts out and stuff. It's in a couple issues later. Oh, okay. But um, I remember... You told the story about uh, not wanting to sell it to a kid. Yeah, a little kid came in with his mom, and they put it on the counter, and I'm like, is this for him? Because he was tiny. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, you know, it's it's Green Lantern. You know, I'm sure they just thought superheroes. And I'm like, okay. And I opened, I took it out of the bag of board. I'm like, you might want to look through this before you buy it for him. And she flipped through it and just immediately just looked at this kid and was like, we are not buying this. Right. And she's like, like, 
Because <laughs> I'm like, I'd rather do that now than have her come back in 10 minutes going, yeah. what the hell did what you sell my kid? <laughs> well, I, I mean, the covers, I was flipping through the covers in the back of this book. They were beautiful, but they did imply dark shit was going to happen, Absolutely. right? Like, but I'm it's all... just like that mindset of oh, like wow, people okay. who don't read comic books, people who don't watch anime, people who don't, you know, any of those things are just like, oh, this is for kids. Like, it's this mm. kitty stuff. It's like, no, there is adult things happening in these books like in a world these are not for kids kids right in a world where dc had their shit together and built a fully functioning cinematic universe like blackest night could be Epic. end game like yeah you oh, know yeah. what i mean like like in in a world where you have a, a dc cinematic it's universe that spit no but like that spanned over the course of eight Would to ten years cool, this could be the epic movie after eight to ten years that would be yeah. like the biggest thing ever if they when had, I was like reading the this. story is that big oh, yeah. when i was reading this again that's exactly those were my thoughts as well i was like oh man imagine this. to but, yeah, see no, this like right. on the like to see it on the big screen done right obviously like i would give anything to see this like even like tough. a legitimate animated one if they did it yeah that was yeah. like true to the book would be sweet. not this dumb shit they're they're doing where they're no, gonna yeah, call it blackest night and then it's gonna be something else they've lost it now yeah there was there, there was a golden era we lived for it it's been it's coming on i heard the long halloween was good I haven't watched that one yet. I'm, I've, I've been nervous to watch it because that story's so fucking If I have any criticism of Blackest Night, it's not necessarily against Blackest Night itself because Jeff Johns doesn't control, didn't control all of continuity, especially oh, now at this point. But like, I, I, I hate, I, I'm bummed that they took the cheap way out, I guess, with Batman because it's like, because oh. it's like, yeah. cle- clearly they wanted. A zombie Batman because visually oh, it's yeah. fucking awesome, well, right? Naturally. Like, like Ivan Rice probably drew it. Like that's fucking cool. That's going in the book, even though Grant Morrison's like, well, he's not dead. It's like, well, call it whatever. They buried a fucking clone or whatever. Whatever you gotta call it, so we can have I Batman don't think they in this book. They said it was a like, clone. I, I hate... Did they? They said it was clearly he didn't have the emotional connection to the the characters around, so right. it must not be Batman. Batman. But must but not. but the body the body that the ring in oh. it, it's like a clone or whatever, and uh, it's like I hate that they kind of took like an out to get like I yeah I that's the only thing every time I look back on this it's like they wanted oh, yeah, the Batman that. Suit. it's like they really wanted Batman in it. But it's not Batman because he's not dead. And I don't know. That's where it's like, that's the misstep for me. Where it's like, ah, oh, I wish, like, they I wish it just could have been died. legitimate. Yeah, like, I wish it could have been legit. But, you know. Because no this was right after Final Crisis when they're like, oh, Batman's gone. But no, he's not. I didn't notice, like, Nightwing didn't show up or none of the Batman folks showed up, did they? Other than Alfred. because Jeff Johns don't give a fuck about Batman. <laughs> it's like, fuck you, Batman. This is Lanterns. And other people I didn't know about. They and... showed like Zantana once, yeah. and they never showed the magic people other than there dead was men this again. like there was this golden era for a couple years where like every summer, like Jeff Johns was like the the event guy, where it was like you were getting like Infinite Crisis, and then like Black like Sinestro Core War, and like Blackest Night, and then like Flashpoint, and then even when you get in New Fifty Two, it was like Trinity War and Dark Side War mm. and so whatever. It was like How every 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 summer Jeff Johns was writing some big event book, 
And it was like, man, what a what a time to be alive. There's always... <laughs> it, was a, it was a wonderful time. It's come and gone now, but uh, the memories... Point. Fond memories. Very fond memories. Fond memories. Memories! It's like, it's almost so much... It's almost more like you don't remember as much the comic itself as like the hype in the shop. Like talking to people and like hanging out in the comic book store talking to people as they come in like just the excitement of like oh shit like what are they gonna do like they're gonna make zombies and they're gonna bring people back and then they're gonna rip hearts out it's gonna be fucking sweet so what do you got kylie i read vision good job and it's It's about about vision Vision. (laughs) shout out alex (laughs) um it's called yesterday and tomorrow by by jeff jones um I felt like the art's wonderful. What about today? Um, Yesterday and tomorrow. Screw, screw today. No today for you. Um, the art's very nice. It's very. It's a lot less defined than the oh, stuff yeah. in Blackest Night. Heavy, thicker lines, still, which kind of surprised me. It's a younger me. Ivan. Oh, definitely. Yeah, but it's it still solid. More, if it was about what years late, earlier, it reminds me of like the work that was being done there. You know, the heavy lines from like Mark Cho, like not Mark Cho. So Mark I've Cho. read like next to none of Jeff Johns's stuff at Marvel, other than a little bit of his Avengers stuff. So like, how's how is this? This was this is a four issue series. When it was done with, I felt, well, that was for a Jeff Johns book. That was pretty meh. It was meh, but I felt it was because it could have been better if it was like six issues. If he had a little more. Jeff Johns, too. It's Jeff Johns. If it was a little more fleshed out, if they gave him more issues to to build it a little more. Um, Because, like, for the first bit, you're like, why does no one. And they really still don't explain why people don't know who Vision is because he's a fucking he's Avenger. Vision? <laughs> but he doesn't know who he is. He has vague memories of himself. Um, like and, you do. Yeah, and um, it's him trying to fight like an AI that was made at the... the ger- Back when he was made, World War II was going on and the Germans came and stole one of the solar gems so they could make their own As Vision. And they basically made what the, the people call the gremlins that would rip apart the planes and make right. the planes crash. And it was like an AI machine that would be up in the sky ripping the planes apart. Huh. Um, and this is about him trying to track that down. And then by the end, he... Get, and yeah, for the for the bit, I'm like, why? Because he, he's coming through walls and he's freaking people out. But he's... I mean, he's the Vision. He looks like the Vision. I, I can't imagine they don't know who Vision is. And but he, like he didn't seem to know, and I'm like, is this some alternate thing? I don't know what's going on. And then by the end, you find out he's kind of separated because the the gremlin has mm-hmm. his memories, so he has to get it and kind of absorb it into itself for a while and get his memories back. And then he destroys it, takes the gem back, and then he's like, I have I have people that are waiting for me. I'm like, oh, this is the Avengers. He has his memories back, but it still didn't explain why. It happened. Everybody else? No, that, that oh. didn't explain that. It just didn't explain why people didn't know who, who he was. Mm-hmm. I explained why he didn't know who he was, really. But I'm like, but he, if you're an Avenger... Suit. It's because he's not in the pictures. Sorry. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. It was it was I'm, fine. It was... Okay. But it wasn't like I, all that back chips. Yeah, it wasn't. I was, I was, but you read something new, right? Yeah, and, and I was very excited because I didn't realize it was Jeff. Like, did you just pick this up this week then? Or do you have I picked it up a couple weeks ago because okay. when we had announced, you know, oh, okay. was, and I was going through his thing and it was mostly DC, but I'm like, oh, he's done some Marvel. 
and we had this on the half off rack. And I'm like, oh, oh I know so what I'm not? afraid. 50% off. Yeah. That used to be the purpose of this creator focus thing. It was Just like to read to, new to stuff. Re- yeah, 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 guys, let's get our shit together. Yeah. I don't have time for that. Listen here, you have as you much time do. as I, I do. I am playing Disney. What are you playing? Dream Land. Princess uh, Adventure. <laughs> Hello Kitty Island Adventure. <laughs> that was such a Dream good life. That's what it was. <laughs> I'm going to talk about what I read. I like Hello. I read uh, a story that's called... It was. It's part of... Uh, it's Green Lantern. Yeah. It's part of Jeff Johnson's Green Lantern run, which is my favorite comic book run of all time. I've talked about it numerous times. It, it, if I had to pick one run for the rest of my life, <laughs> I, I, read, I would read, reread that. Every the time day that I die. Yeah, it's and Mary's would be for, the Flash, for, right? Yeah. Jeff John's role in the Flash. Would that yeah. really be your is that your favorite comic book run of all time? Yeah. She okay. talks about really? it. I mean, no that's all way. she talks about. It's Even good. Yours? It's really good. Um, I mean, is it are you like are you like I think she might take Jeff John's Flash over Ice Cream. Lock and Key and everything? I don't know. Lock, oh, lock and key. Lock really good. Anyway, Jeff John's Green Lantern run is my is my favorite comic book run of all time. And so I went and kind of dipped back into that, and I read a story that's called uh, How Jordan Wanted. Ooh. It's only a four-issue uh, oh, okay. story. You guys are um, twins. So to kind of set the grounds for this, you need to remember that for anyone that doesn't know, Hal how, Jordan was how taken was over wanted. by Sinestro. Not no, Sinestro. You don't need, no, Let her not, have her fun. No, Let her have that. her fun. I haven't like. How Jordan up. is an Air Force pilot, right? That becomes Green Lantern because the Air Force fighter a giant alien the named Abin Sir is gives him his ring. He becomes a Green Lantern. The whole thing. Does Jeff so, Jones just love the Air Force? I guess. Jeff Johns loves Hal Jordan is what it is. Mm. He loves Barry Allen and Hal Jordan. He wants you to make sure that you know that. He ships and that's, them. And that's fine. Yeah, he does. <laughs> they have a bromance. I love For sure it. they do. They do. They have especially, a bromance. Especially in Black and Night. Like, yes. Hal Jordan and Barry Allen, they got like a, a thing going on. They just need to like What about out. Hal and um, <laughs> Oliver? No. No? Uh, not have, not in Jeff Johns's. Oh yeah, version. but I mean yeah. they had their own series together. Oh yeah, but I mean not in the Jeff Johns. That's not in his head canon. Yeah. So it just like doesn't Blue exist. Beetle and Booster Gold just need to bone. Dan Jurgens yeah. literally like wants them to bone. I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. But anyways, so in this story, wanted there's there's kind of two <laughs> two storylines going on. The one is sort of a flashback to when Hal Jordan was... He talks about how he never wore his ring when he flies. And he was shot down by Russian terrorists and was kept in like a Russian camp for two months, two, three months, and tortured and these things, whatever. Gets out, gets his ring, goes over there, beats the shit out of a bunch of people, and then that causes problems because it's like international affairs just as he gets involved the 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 other storyline is the better one which is an alien by the name of Amonser who is Amonser's son feels like he deserves the right to his father's ring more than Hal so he's going to come to earth try to kick Hal's ass and take the ring from him and so um, I mean if he has the will he corners him to where Hal's <laughs> ring is uncharged beats the shit out of him Forces Hal to take him to Avincer's grave, which was unmarked because Hal buried him himself mm. in the desert, right? Um, as you do. As you do. 
And he's like, I want you to dig up my father's grave and I'm going to bury you in it. And I want that ring. It's I, it's my birthright, basically. Because that's what uh, your father would want. Mm-hmm. What ends up happening is, and, and again, this is so steeped in continuity of he what was going on in Green Lantern. Buries him next to his father. No. No. Um, <laughs> puts him in a sexually Sir ends up position. getting selected to the Sinestro Corps <laughs> because he has oh, okay. the ability to instill great fear, and because of that, he has to go through a bunch of like reconditioning, whatever. Um, but the story ends really nicely with how because since. Amon Sur forces Hal to dig up his father, right? The corpse has already been unburied. Hal moves Amon Sur to Oa and buries him in, like, the Green Lantern Cemetery. Mm. And he has this really nice sort of monologue where he's like, I'm sorry that it took me so long to bring you home. Where he should have been from the get go. Like at the time, it was like, "There's this dead alien. I'm just gonna bury him here." That was gonna, that was the question I was gonna ask. Like, why did it take him so long to do that? Like, right after he gets his powers. There's no reason. It's just a, like, a, "I'm sorry, it took me so long." That's that's all it <coughs> and is. That, but and that it, works. it's it's a nice little ribbon on the end of the story, that's really good. Um, I forget how great there. There's a character in the Jeff Johns run of Green Lantern named Cowgirl. That's another uh, Air Force pilot. She features a lot in this because she gets trapped in that same camp that he gets. Mm-hmm. She's a, she's a fun character. I forgot how how much I liked her. Um, she's in Blackest Night. Yeah, uh, like a, a line. Yeah, very little. And but, it was yeehaw. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if she's. A, I think she's a Jeff Johns character. I don't ever remember her existing before mm-hmm. that. I don't know if, when you when you fact. said cowgirl, it took me. There was a lot of images in my mind for a second, and then I'm like, well, okay, I remember and, cowgirl. And, and who would blame me? Um, <laughs> yeah. When she walks backwards, they call her a reverse cowgirl. Um, but anyway, uh, the the artwork in this is great as it always is. Um, Amon Sir looks just like his his dad, which is really kind of a cool a cool image to see Hal kind of have to fight basically the guy that gave him the ring in the first place. It's really, really cool. And I'd say I really like the way that it ends of him sort of moving the body. And they give him, like, a really nice, like, headstone and everything to, like, kind of commemorate how good of a Green Lantern that he was. Because uh, for anyone that doesn't know, like, Ob- Obin Sur is, like, the Green Lantern that trained Sinestro. Like, he was, like, a veteran, great member of the Green Lantern Corps and super well-respected. And so the fact that uh, he the ring chose Hal and then Jeff Johns writes this really great passage there where like Hal was kind of recalling that day and he says I remember that as as he died right before he died he died with a smile on his face and he was like kind of chuckling to himself and his last words were basically like an, like an earthling I never thought I'd see the day like the, the ring chose somebody from earth a human from earth it's kind of crazy and like so he kind of carries that responsibility to sort of kind of live up to you know this is open search ring he has mm-hmm. to do it proud i i every time i go back to anything of jeff johnson's green lantern run i'm just like man even the like skippable stories in this are so good right like like flipping through the omnibuses which is what i had to do to find this um it's just like man everything in here is like 
really good. Is uh, Blackest Night and all that stuff in the omnibuses yeah. as well? Okay, it's it's a good chunk of the second one. And the thing that I love if if you if you've ever been on the fence about buying the Jeff Johns Green Lantern omnibus, which you should definitely do because you should own them. Um, the the best selling point for it is that the the omnibuses have Blackest Night in the reading order that you should read it. So you've got Blackest Night, Blackest Night, and yeah, and it bounces. It doesn't have the oh. crossover stuff, but it has every. And it now, has how a, can they? How can they do that with the Green Lantern omnibus? But before Watchmen, they fucked that all right, the right. Like they have like the prologues and everything like in the right. But like like reading Blackest Night in the omnibus is like the perfect way because you get all okay. the prologues you get the zero issue which was the free comic Ooh, book was, day yeah, issue the and then like yeah it bounces back and forth perfectly to where you get the full story you don't get all the little side shit but you get everything you need okay. all the stuff that jeff johns and, I, and i've always felt that blackest night all you really need is that the green lantern and the blackest night the you other, the stuff the other stuff's johns just wrote. yeah you just yeah. the other stuff's it, just gravy it's his event so yeah. it's like if he's writing it you need it if he's not writing it you probably don't need it like stuff that was going on in core was like it's what's going on in space while blackest night's going yeah down. and green lantern yeah. core was the other book that uh peter j tomasi wrote that yeah, yeah yeah and that's a solid book like during sinestro core war they kind of went back and forth between those two where it's like he writes one issue then they write one issue whatever and like peter j tomasi's issues are really good in, in sinestro core that was a again not a character i'm i'm big on but that john's run is just it was great good stuff yeah. The Jeff Johns Green Lantern run is really the run that cemented to me that like it's not the character, it's the it's the creator mm-hmm. creative team because like yeah Green Lantern like now I feel like it's a big character for me but before it definitely wasn't and like it's my favorite comic run of all time and like you know I love Superman or whatever but but it's like if it, I'll take that over anything because it's like that run for me was just like everything at the right time and executed to the highest degree possible over the course of like what eight years or whatever that he wrote that book Insane. yeah it was a while so, yeah anyway that's it we're gonna do some weekly picks but make sure that you stick around for a minute because we're gonna draw the next creator focuses creator's name i got the bucket oh, already. I'm, I'm prepared man nice. mary yeah let's talk about some weekly picks weekly pick weekly pick do it if you're not ready, then we'll pass it to somebody else. I'm not ready either. Um, I watched. Yeah, you did. Yeah, and I'm really enjoying it, so I'll finish it. And I think it's really good. Yeah, you. Oh, what is it called? Devil in Ohio. Okay. Uh, it's a Netflix series. I don't know how it's going to end, but it's new. It's new. Yes. Because yes, it it's new. It was in the top... It was like number one in the top ten today or and something like that. it's a series. It's okay, a series, yeah. Okay. It's a TV show. It's got... Um, what's her face? Zoe oh, Deschanel's yeah. sister. Uh, oh. She's in Bones. Oh, Emily. Um, yeah. yeah. That lady. She's in it. Um, okay. I've heard of this. Yeah. Now. Yeah. So, this is... Uh, if you haven't heard of it, then it is... Um, Fuck, what's her name? Emily? Emily Deschanel. Emily Deschanel, her character. I don't remember her character's name. I'm just happy that you knew, remembered Zoe Deschanel's name enough <laughs> to like remember that name. Like For you, that's pretty uh, pretty big. I just because like. recently we watched New Girl. Okay. Um, she's like some 70s 
psychiatrist or something that like works with the state and so they find this girl and she has these cuts on her back and she is in the hospital and she um they don't know anything about her she doesn't want to say anything really about herself um i forgot what her name was now i think she ended up saying her name was may don't quote don't fight me on that (laughs) don't argue with me because i don't remember um and so anyways emily dishnell's character brings her into her house it's kind of like a temporary foster uh because they don't know where to put her and then she has this thing on her back it's a upside down star pentagram Uh, pentagram there we go and uh, she wanted to say like a prayer during dinner, and it was like a, the like a devil prayer or something. I don't know, a Satan, satanic prayer. I don't know. <laughs> and uh, so, just some weird things are going on with her, and I don't know what they are because I haven't finished it. How many episodes are there? I think it's like eight or so, something around there. That are out or eight total. I think it's total. I think okay. they put it all out, so you can start binging oh, okay. it. But I just recently started watching it. I've only watched like the first two, maybe only one and a half episodes. I, I don't know. think I'm done oh, with it. Today that said that Netflix is gonna be getting away from its binging. Fuck that shit. Uh, really? Fuck that release. shit. I'm gonna try doing the weekly crap. They didn't say how they necessarily. Not. That's yeah. my only like binger right there, man. Anyways, Aaron, do you got a pick? Yes, I'm going to go with two weird ones. Two weird ones. I sent this article uh, because I have no idea. I would would much rather your pick be some show I've never heard of called Two Weird Ones. Like, I would watch that. What is Uh, that? So I sent this article to Kylie. Uh, I'm a workaholic. When I Yeah. You're going to give us an article? Yeah, it's a news article. About the Queen of England? No. uh, It was a... She did. A lawyer's mission, translate Tennessee's bill, bewildering abortion ban. I just clicked on it because it was an abortion. It was on AAP News, and I was reading it in Lawyer. My mom is actually a retired lawyer, and I think her technicality plus my dad's tendency for genealogy and researching has right. purposely put me where I'm at where I love and fascinated by your mom's an attorney retired yeah, yeah she said that many that. times yeah many times oh. god she's a retired family law attorney missed that somehow. okay um so I'm always fascinated by law because my mom's been in court she's been attacked in court by various like uh, uh, you know <laughs> people heads. yeah um, cause she did family law. So there's abusive, uh, people. Civ- criminal then or civil or civil? It's family law. So she would deal like Divorces legal aid. And... She was a guardian ad litem, okay. which was for children. But what That's was fascinating, fascinating is when I sat down, stop work and read this whole article, it was the puzzle of which this lawyer, Chloe Akers, and I guess she just happened to be on Instagram. Mm-hmm. She's just a lawyer who is basically not even in this law field, but she's a prosecutor, I believe, maybe. But she read the Tennessee law for abortion, and it made absolutely 
no sense. She read it again. She read it again. Without even knowing again. the law, if I if you just asked me oh. about the Tennessee abortion <laughs> law, I would probably tell you it's it doesn't make any sense. And she, I mean, seriously, she's like ran down to the partners in her firm. But what was really interesting is this woman actually who had this career, she quit her legal firm and has right. gone and opened basically a pro bono office because what has happened is and this is where i fell into it is the medical profession so there's no legitimacy for or there's no law there's nothing that matters if the baby is aborted whether the mom was in peril of death or not the medical professional is held accountable they have to prove that they didn't mean and it was fascinating because she had all these medical professions she changed her whole career to inform medical professions what they're up against and so they interviewed doctors OBGYNs. they interviewed these people and the fear of working in tennessee because of the repercussions and the ethical considerations is not only that but if you don't treat the patient they can get sued because you did malpractice but they have to figure out it's legal law so they can't kill a mother for because the baby's going to die or the baby has uh they have to let the mom carry a fetus to the end of the term whether or not they want to i mean it's but it was hmm. fascinating that, that a woman uh, here's this lawyer who's path. Trauma about yeah but it was a fascinating article i sent it to kylie i would say holy crap it it just it showed people gave a shit, I guess, maybe for me. And it's a horrible subject and topic. But this lawyer was a badass. Quite and topical, she, though. And then on the flip side, let's talk about other thing. Agnes. 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 What is, is that? The, it's the horror movie we watched. This watch. is your pick? It's Well, I guess maybe. Okay. It was enjoying like a horror. That's going to be It was out? a horrible yeah, horror Pearl's movie. Pearl's going to be better. We're going to watch Pearl. What what is Agnes? It's we'll horrible, Pearl. but I was watching with it's, Kylie, uh, and it made it we so it's much. On Hulu. Oh, it's Hulu. bad. But I watched it with Kylie, and we had so much fun. And maybe it was at the end where him and me, we looked at each other American at the same time. It's about a nun, and it's supposed to be the best nun movie. Yeah, that's one of the quotes, like the best nun movie you'll ever see. I'm like, that's an odd quote. Yeah, it's yeah, called yeah. Agnes, like the nun movie, like. No, like it's just the best nun. No. Like, that felt like scary? a shot, though, right? I think it's supposed so there's a to be... movie called The Nun. <laughs> right? But like, that feels like... That has to be a little bit of shade, right? Like, yeah. This is the and best this nun is the movie I want to see. So here's the shade part. This movie is the most horrific thing I've ever seen. As in, like, it is horrible. It is the worst movie, both me and Kylie. But when you watch a bad movie with someone who's having fun with you, it made bad the whole fun. experience yeah. funnier. And... I will not... There's no spoiling this movie for anybody because it's so bad. This is not a horror movie. They lie to you. There was no purpose or reason for this movie. And I keep going back to hearing, it's the best nun movie. I'm like, you The, the kicker was it. at the end, which I don't think either of us realized it was the end of the movie because it definitely it did not feel like it was mm -hmm. building to an end of anything. And she's sitting down in a cafe talk, a having a conversation with the priest. 
And at one point, I just kind of zoned out because I'm like, this conversation's not going anywhere. So I wasn't really paying attention to their conversation. <laughs> right. And then the next thing I know, the credits are rolling. I'm like, what? Uh. What just happened? And that's when Kyle and me looked at each other. And I guess maybe my pick is having good times watching a bad movie with someone you like because it will be that moment where the movie rolls credit and you're like what so yes those are my two picks a very interesting news article that got me thinking and a horrible movie that got me thinking about how lucky i am to be watching that with someone else fair Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, mine, of course, would be the concert we just saw oh last night. Oh my God, night. I was, uh, yes. Roger Waters. Roger Waters. Was, uh, freaking awesome. I mean, we've seen him. This is the sixth time seeing him. We've seen one, two, three, four. This is, oh, the, f- this, is the, <laughs> this is the fourth tour that we've seen. He wants um, to go. Are you kidding? I, I didn't mean to. Nothing will beat the wall. That's a spectacle in and of itself, but this was, this was really good. It was, it was just everyone different. I talked to that I know was there last night would just loved it. They, right they said it was amazing. It was a one of those things that's almost like more of an experience than a than a, a show, right? Like like it's yeah being there. Yeah, I, I, one of the fun things, and I think I might have told you about this um, at the beginning of the show, right when the show, you know, he he comes on is like the show is about to begin. Yeah. And he's, he's like, just there's two things before the show starts. One is, you know, in consideration for the people around you, turn off your fucking cell phone. Right. And then he's like, and then the second one was like, if you're one of those, I love Pink Floyd, but I hate Rogers politics kind of people, you need to fuck off right now. And go to the bar. And go to the bar. Uh, and then like he proceeded to do two hours of just political shit. Like he's usually political, but this was... Like, but at least he lets you know. Uh, oh yeah, no, and it was. But even political to me, he he did his music and his songs. I guess as he's has his uh, various album to come up, they've been more political. But I think he uses his visuals. So when when he's political, it's not like he's like saying "fuck you, everybody." Right. I mean, well, yeah. you get to points where yeah. he just sat and talked, and was... and and he did have points of view. But I think his imagery is. I guess isn't that the most powerful thing where he showed imagery of like when like all they, the people killed in drone, all the innocent people killed in drone strikes and mm. stuff like that. I song mean, it's kind of hard the pictures to would come up or yeah. like one of the first songs of the night. He was just going through people killed, like you know what was their crime? They were black and they were killed. Like there was oh yeah, you know, it's, just all the people in different states and, and they they showed the and, and they had of course the big screen, so they showed the footage of it. So the song in and of itself, I'm sure it was political at a point, but adding that imagery makes it so much more impactful because it sure. is quite a, I guess, uncomfortable to be faced with that position. So I guess maybe that's when they say political. It's very hard for him. It's a it's a very basic truth. And when he put up a Ronald Reagan as a war criminal, you're like, Ooh. oh. He put all of them up. Man. Oh, every put, president. Every president was up with war criminal and explained why. You, you know, know how like many people. Is, and how I, many people were killed because of this or that. And then like it's it was like then Joe Biden pops up and I can't remember what it the was. We'll see. Was. It was like, basically, and it, and it keeps, and it we'll continues see. or something like yeah, that. Yeah, we it, we just don't know. And I thought what was interesting though is we live in the United States, so we have a, a different point of view Jeez. of our political individuals. And I guess maybe we sometimes forget that maybe we uh, 
We don't go. We don't look as as pretty and pristine as we do on the other side. You know, it's true. But like, it was beautiful. When, when you just get down to the the bare bones of his politics, you just call him. He's just a hippie. It's just like, yeah. just everybody love. love one another and let's. You know, why can't we just fucking get along and talk to each other and not have these wars? He's really big on... Exactly, yeah. Well, and he's just really big on communication, and that's what it comes down to, is everybody knows if you were communicating, and that's JFK, he brought up JFK, was talking to people, where he's like, Biden... And that's, I guess, he turned around, it was funny, because he's like, all right, fine, and he stops in the middle of the thing, and he's like, I'm just going to go, all right, so if Biden would just talk... To Putin, to if Putin. they would just open you know, a dialogue just, and maybe talk. And then he stopped again. He swiveled in his chair again. He's like, I'm just going to go again. I was like, you go, buddy. But I enjoyed it. It was beautiful. Just so stunning. Very good. And you got to oh, give yeah. props because we walked by. There were probably over 20 semis carrying his oh, yeah, stage. That stage is huge. Oh, yeah. Epic. But that's my pick. Go check it out if he's coming to a city near you. Oh, yeah. It's two years in the. It, this was originally a tour he was putting on before the election to kind of tell people, "Don't go vote for Trump. Please, let's not give him another term." That and was then, funny uh, when you mentioned COVID it. squashed that. Right. Um, so he's like, "I heard that you guys have been waiting two years for this concert. The crowd went wild." And he's like, "For all those people who had their tickets for two years, thank you." And the crowd went wild again because a lot of those people have been holding on to. The tickets. Right. Including you guys, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, my pick is going to be Harley Quinn. Like, <laughs> Dude, watch so that? I need to see you watch oh, it. Oh, my God. Um, it's so funny, bad. It's, it's so good. <laughs> um, I just watched the new episode this week, which is episode nine. I think. Is I, it just 10? I think there's only 10. Cool. So I think there's only one more. How so many we, did um, we go through? We've only done three. It, no, really? You guys, this show is like. Yes, it's raunchy. Yes, it's funny. Whatever. The writing on this show, you guys, is Tight. so fucking good. And like, there's times, especially now when you're heading towards sort of the climax of a season, like when it wants to get good, it gets really good. Oh, it can get deep. And, like, yeah, it gets really yeah. deep at times. And you're like, this is a show like that's like dropping f bombs and whatever left and right, like, but can make you feel shit sometimes too, while also making you laugh. Oh, it, so many times out loud. Like, well, that, I remember that first <laughs> teaser for this show, and it was like Kaylee Cuoco, whatever, and it was like, okay, you know, mm. it's, it's gonna be sort of a, it's an edgy cartoon, whatever, and like was just blown away by the potential of this show. It's, and they here they are, it. almost done with their third season, and it just seems like they're just in a zone Bane, right Bane's now. One of my one of my favorites. Oh, my God. so good. So um, we watched... It's, um, it's one that we hadn't, we hadn't watched. I, wanna... I mean, it's been a while since yeah. season two. Mm-hmm. So when we finally sat down to watch season three... Like I, te- I even texted you. Like yeah. I forgot how funny great this, this show is. It's well, and it was really just good. like the Bane, and he just continually brings up the fact that he went to the I wedding. I want my pasta maker. I want my pasta maker. <laughs> <laughs> but it was the I, I kind of uh, dig like because you could see Harley's like overcompensating because she's really in love, and then and then the her whole and Ivy thing. together is so great. Yeah. Well, it's so I, good. It was the whole like where Ivy's talking to the girl who's. Dating, 
Kite Man? Yeah. And I oh, love the that normalcy. That one the award show? Yeah. yeah. yeah but maybe it was, it was the normalcy of the conversation. And I guess when you think about these cartoons and everything, and then you think of the drama of breaking up couples, it was the level of normalcy of that conversation about two women who are like, neither one had any hard feelings about the other and they figured out who they were and they were talking about the gentleman like i mean it was just the way that story and like oh this is what we would do and then kite i mean the different side of that story was mm-hmm. a little bit more she's in the bathroom and kite man's in there and they're having like that conversation so <laughs> yeah. having the kind of type of relationship there's i just, just thought it was really adorable there's nothing that this show isn't afraid to go for and oh, that's no. what i love it's so and it's so it's not careless you gotta watch it and it's not reckless either but it's not fearful of it's anything yeah. it just does whatever they feel like they want to do as long think? as they have a, a story reason to do it well and they push the queen out of the plane i thought that was adorable but guys it's a cartoon so obviously it's for kids right no oh yeah this is definitely <laughs> for kids um and and huge respect to like arlene sorkin and everything like the original incarnation of this character this for me, is the definitive version of this character now. Like, I've never liked Harley Quinn hmm. as much as I do in this show. So they mixed, now that I look at it, they mixed, they used the new Harley Quinn actress, who I'll never remember her name. Kelly Coco? No, no, you're talking about Margot Robbie. Yeah, with the hair, yeah. the look, right? They, oh, yeah, in yeah, yeah, this yeah. one, they, they use that. And which could have been a deficit, but they kind of have the stylized art from the original cartoon, which I appreciate, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not a big fan of the hair. I've never been like the two tone hair. The but, colored hair. Oh, yeah. The pigtails. I like it. I just think she, she, like she just imbues, um, mind you, she is crazy and Harley, but she just wants to be loved so much that. Every time you can see it where she wants to bring the individual gift. She wants to, like, how many anniversaries. Mm. And I was like, I would have just shove her out of the plane because that's it's so smothering. <laughs> you looking at Poison Ivy. It's her 18th Ivy. day anniversary. Did you but forget? she's, like, so happy. <laughs> yes, like, yeah. but You just she... want to be happy for her. Yeah, I just, I love that. And, I, again, I go back to Bane. And every time he comes on the, on the screen, Bane. it's... And again, we've only seen three episodes of this but new season, but was... in those first two seasons, Bane was the Ralph Wiggum for me. Like, yeah. when he'd come in, he'd be like, <laughs> he'd say some wacky line, you're like, oh, Bane, yeah. you, you crack me. Oh, and, he, and it's the best. <laughs> to me, it's Alan Tudyk as Clayface. Alan Tudyk as Clayface is so, that voice that he has is just so It's perfect. good. And oh, he's yeah. now Billy Bob Thornton at the moment, at least in uh, our area. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if that goes And then further, it's but... like, I love... It does. It, it, it uh, I love... <sighs> So if you guys aren't watching Harley you Quinn on it, HBO yeah. Max, yeah. you absolutely should. It's very good. They got renewed. From what I understand, it got renewed for a fourth season before the third even started, which kind of boggles my mind with what's going the best on over thing there. DC's done recently, other than I'll, 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 I'll still put too. Doom Patrol first, but right behind Doom Patrol is Harley Quinn. It's mm. really good. So yeah, wow. that's that's it. Um, it's Aaron's turn. Oh, is there a spider the, in the bucket? Can there, someone look? There may or may not be. And the bucket is like 
game legitimately low, you guys. What will we do? After as five long as years. there's no spider in there, we're good. Um, it's Aaron's the, turn to the pick the next. podcast is coming to an end. <laughs> oh, I think it just means the bucket's low and that there's new fresh meat. Your mom's. No, go. I got two. Don't take two. A or B? A. C. Someone chose it for me. C. Who we got? <gasps> Dan Scott. Or Slot. Dan Slot. Dan Slot. Dan Scott. Dan Scott. <laughs> I know. Come on. Does that not look like a Scott? My handwriting is probably L terrible. It looks a little bit like a sleep, but I, but I know who Dan Slot is, so I would have read it Dan uh, Slot. Let me see. It's, it's probably pretty No, bad. look at like... I, I don't have my contacts in. I can't okay, see Okay, what about now? It's getting better. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It that looks, looks like, like a C. Like, yeah, see? <laughs> yeah, okay. No, no, I was all like, I'm not like... It is Dan Slot. Um, all right. Dan Slot. Um, I'm going to... This is a good time to dig out that She-Hulk. Oh yeah, absolutely. You watched it? No. Uh, <laughs> find the urge to read that. Tyler told again. me about the Megan the Stallion. Uh, it, dude, episode it was so good. You can't, you can't do this, this until they've all been so good. They've yeah, all been no, great. you can't do that until you watch it. So take that back right now. No, and take it of back. Aaron, what next week is Aaron's pick for Club oh, Club is the oh, goon. We're gonna read the goon next week. So that's that's coming up in a week from now. Wait, it's in color. It's in color, what? guys. I picked something that's not Which black and white. Which is for Aaron. That's is crazy. A pretty big deal. And yeah. then Kylie will be after that, so you better be there. I, know, so I know what I mean. He, he's already mean to find out Kylie's pick for his you next comic book. You can't take Lock and Key anymore. It feels like a long time <laughs> ago. There's actually did, like, another Lock and Key. Last comic book club we did was Black Hammer. How long ago does that feel? It feels like a long time. That was a good book, time. too. Black Hammer. long ago. That being said, I did end up picking up the Justice League crossover that they did. I haven't read it yet, but I picked it up. So next Next week we'll be back here for the goon, and then in a month from now we're gonna do Dan Slot on Creative Focus. Damn it, Scott! Scott? Dan, <laughs> come on, guys, Scotty boy. <laughs> if I didn't know who Dan Slot is, that is totally Scott. That right looks there. like a. Until yeah. next okay. time, you guys. My name is Tyler. I'm Mary. Kylie. I'm Aaron. Kylie. Wow. Kylie. 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 Okay, bye. Fuck you all. I'll see you next week. <laughs>